about to hear Pete, my stepfather, my mother's second husband, talking about his reaction and his feelings about my mother's, his wife's diagnosis of terminal cancer, which happened nine months ago. Pete is in his late 70s and I think, to make a gross generalisation, I think unusually he's very comfortable talking about his life and uh, and his emotional life specifically. So we really get into it. I hope you enjoy listening. I'm on a bit of a roll mentally at the moment, yeah. thinking about a lot of things. And... Uh, Quite. What's the word I want, really? High, with a certain sadness, but also excitement about things. I mean, I mean are you being doing me? Yeah. Um, I'm. I've been in, in a state of of, ten, of, 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 of ten, tension for nine or ten months because of my wife's. Just sudden news about her cancer, and that has been a deep and um, difficult period. But it's also released in me or triggered in me uh, quite a, a lot of intellectual and mental and artistic thinking. So it's been very unhappy, but it hasn't dulled my mind. And it's not totally unhappy either because I love my wife and and that hasn't altered at all as I told her the other day. As we carry on talking I asked Pete what he is worried about what keeps him up at night and this is what he said. How I will continue am I capable of continuing to cope as the months and I hope years go by. Because I find her certain loss of who, what she is and who she is, her loss of weight and her not looks so much though, yes looks, but, 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 but no, no more than that. Her lack of, she's lost the strength of personality, I hope temporarily, and that's very, who is she? You know, it's very unnerving. It's very, it's, it's no man's land. It's very unnerving. And I do, I have a certain guilt issue here, but I've had a guilt issue through all my life. Um, it takes various forms. In this case, it's, why is it then that my intellectual side of my life, the thinking side, has been really very strong during the time that she's been ill. Is that because I don't care enough? But I don't think that, although I feel that from sometimes, sorry, no, I don't feel it. Although I think it, I don't feel it. I, I do care. I do care enough. But and also, I suppose the other side is a certain element of self-preservation. Or not self-preservation, not losing who I am, in this difficult process. It might be helpful to give you a bit of background on how my mother and Pete met. So my parents divorced when I was in my early 20s 
Uh, so my mother was about 50 and uh, she went off to this Greek island and they did lots of rebirthing and pretending to be animals and all sorts of other uh, capers so she was on a mission you know she was listening to a lot of Enya at the time and uh, on this holiday which she found transformative to be fair on this uh, holiday she met this woman and stayed in touch with her when she got back to England this woman who lived in Cambridge, said, oh, come to a party. So my mother, almost her first social outing in that sense, after splitting up with my father, she went to this party and she met Pete. And they took it from there. And I remember vividly meeting Pete for the first time. He pulled up in this slightly sporty, slightly too sporty for a man of that age, black BMW, he was wearing a soft leather jacket. His hair was just a little bit too long. He was smoking a cigarette and I thought, oh no, this guy's going to be trouble. And guess what? He wasn't. But I should add that although he didn't turn out to be trouble for us, for my mother, he had been a bit of a handful in the past. And I asked him, about that it's a recurrent theme it's something that he often revisits so that's what this next section is about part of who i am is a man who at last at 50 found a woman he loved and remained loving her at 50 too it took all that time to me to sort out my mixed up Emotional life. Stemming back, we're all right to the beginning, really. And going through two very difficult and um, marriages that didn't work, really. Uh, of course, I felt guilty about I broke up both of them and felt guilty about that. So guilt has been with me all through my life. But I've got it in control now, I think. In terms of his professional life, Pete was an academic, a lecturer in English and film studies. And as someone fascinated by creative media, he always wanted to do something himself. And in that sense, he and I share an aspiration. So we started talking about what holds us back and why we haven't really done anything uh, in that world before what's the reason why why don't we and I think it's something that's very common I speak to a lot of people who uh, who harbour that desire to do the classic to write a novel or to start painting or to perform or to do something and I was intrigued to see if this burst of intellectual activity and thinking that in some way had been brought about by my mother's diagnosis, if this was yielding any results. Although I said I, you know, had a lot of intellectual and artistic energy and activity, it hasn't actually translated very much into my art, drawing and painting. Now, you know, I don't kid myself. Um, I'm not a great, a good, I'm not even an artist, really. I am a hobbyist, 
but I do take it seriously, and I would like to get off my arse, if I can put it like that, and get on with it. So that's a frustration. So there we are, folks. Remember, Peter's heading towards 80, so I think it's quite easy to get into a situation where you say, oh, I'll do it, I will do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to start that book, I'm going to join that amateur dramatic society, I'm going to write that piece of music. But guess what? The clock's ticking, the time goes by. Get off your ass and do it, if you really want to. Over the years, I've had the privilege of talking to a lot of older people, people who lived through perhaps the most incredible century in human history, the 20th century, world wars, uh, the technological revolution, social and cultural change beyond any that, uh, that has ever been recorded in human history. And I've asked some of those people this simple question, if you could give me one piece of advice, what would that be? And I've got to be honest with you, the responses have been absolutely appalling. I've hardly had anything useful uh, out of that question whatsoever. It's absolutely, it's so fucking disappointing. It's incredible. So I asked Pete that question. I said to him, Pete, in your twilight years, actually, I didn't say that. It sounds a bit horrible. Pete, if you could give me one piece of advice after your long and rich life, what would it be? And actually, what he gave me was gold dust. Never give up striving to fulfil some unspoken sense of who you want to be and what you want to do. It's unspoken because how do you really you can't if you can put it into words it's just easy. You know I'd like to you know, I don't know you know own a, own, own a fish shop you know, I don't mean that it's, you can't put it into words you're not quite sure what it will be. Never give up the ch- never compromise on your life or if you do know you're doing it and. I don't mean I don't mean become an idealist in some abstract kind of silly way. I mean get out of yourself what what's there. The cliche is follow your dream, but you how do you know what your dream is? No, not follow your dream. Follow your inner sense of yourself. And don't give up on it. Mm-hmm.